Golly. I walked it, didn't I? <laughs> uh, I'd like to welcome you all tonight to our first board meeting of the new year, 2024. Uh, we're going to start with roll call. We'll start with Mr. Huss. Brent Huss. Philip Butler. Kimberly McMichael. Vicki McKinney. Paula Ray Bob Wyatt. And folks, you're going to have to bear with me. This is the first time I've ever ran a board meeting, so you'll see both of these ladies telling me something. <laughs> uh, now, uh, there's a work session on uh, Monday, January the 22nd. It'll take place at McMichael High School in the media center. It will start at 12 noon. Uh, our next board meeting is a work or uh, is scheduled for Monday, February the 12th, uh, and it will take place here at 6 p.m. at the central office. Uh, our next, we have a work session coming up in, I don't see that, oh here it is, on Monday, January the 22nd is the work session. The next item 2.2 is the, uh, I've told you about the board meeting here. Uh, 2.3 is the, you'll see our, our board committees that each one of our board members set on. You, you'll see the different committees that we uh, attend. Now I'd like to go to 3.0. We will have a moment of prayer and Pastor Chris Burns from the Draper Pentecostal Holiness Church will lead that prayer. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we bow before you in honor. We humbly come and ask for your blessings on this meeting tonight. Father, we petition you for wisdom, as your word says in the book of James, that we are able to ask for that. And Lord, because we ask of you, you will give it to us liberally. Lord, today we declare not to lean to the right or to the left, but to stand for godly justice and righteousness. Protect our students, our teachers, our staff, and our administration from harm, illness, and injustices. And may we give you thanks for keeping us safe. Father, I thank you for each of these leaders who give of their time and their talent and their understanding to lead the children and the students of Rockingham County. Bless them beyond measure, and may your favor be on each. Lord, we pray today that as we work for the betterment of the students' lives, that you will continue to lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. We ask all these things in the mighty name of Jesus, the strong Son of God. Amen. 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 Thank you, Mr. Burns. Huh. Okay, now we'll stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Mr. Wyatt, will you lead us, please? We're glad to. Join me in the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag of our country. I pledge, pledge allegiance. allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Uh, I need a motion to approve the agenda. Madam Chair, I'd like to amend the agenda, please. Could we remove item 7.1 and delay this vote until our work session? All in favor, say aye. Aye. Let's go back ask for a second. Oh, I forgot. I need a second. Second. <laughs> now, all in favor, say aye. 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 Thank you. And now ask for an approval for the whole agenda. You've made the amendment, now you need a whole agenda. Okay, now we need a, a motion to approve the whole agenda. So moved. I'll second. second. I'll second. All in favor say aye. 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 Okay. Now Dr. Stover and Mrs. Martin will recognize the national board candidates for their recertification.
Good evening, uh, Chair McKinney. I think you're doing a wonderful job, board <laughs> Thank members. You. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Um, I'm, uh, Ms. Martin is going to come up and uh, introduce um, our national board um, candidates, or not candidates, the folks who have actually achieved their national board certification. I just want to take a second to say what a, a, a great achievement this is for both our students and our staff. Um, for those of you who may not know about the national board process, it is a very intensive, labor-intensive, and time-intensive uh, prospect where the, uh, the teachers who go through it really have to reflect upon their teaching and what they do. Um, but I think at the end of it, uh, I've heard almost all, everyone who's gone through the process say it's been valuable because they become more reflective and they understand the importance of having a great curriculum, a loving environment, and the right methods to teach the kids. So I just really wanted to personally thank uh, the teachers that we're honoring today for going through that process. Benefits both our, um, both them and especially our students. So what's gonna happen is Angela will call your name, we'll get you a certificate. Um, you will uh, get a picture with me. If you'll move to the side for just a second, then we're gonna get a picture, okay? For those who are getting recognized. All right, take it away. Thank you again for uh, coming tonight to celebrate these teachers. These te teachers actually have been national board for quite a while. They renewed all of our 13, we have 13 teachers that renewed their national boards and um, will continue for the next five years <clears throat> being certified. So let's start with Cher Atkins, uh, who is an instructional coach at Central Elementary School. Congratulations. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm going to call out the names, too, of several people who are have, have done their maintenance of certification, but they're not attending tonight. And if the principal is here, just come and get the certificate, if you will, afterwards. Um, Michael Belter, who's social studies teacher at Rock High, was not here tonight, but he uh, did do his maintenance of certification. Thank you, Mr. Burns, for coming and representing Um, Shannon Boyd, who's an English uh, teacher at Ridsville High School. Ms. Blackwell is going to represent her tonight, so thank you. Amy Dowdle, who is an exceptional children's teacher at Rock Middle School. Thank you, Amy. Thank you. Rachel Gill, who's a teacher at Central Elementary School, is here tonight. Ms. Christy Hensley, here's our um, career, I was making sure I got this, career development coordinator. Jennifer Jones, who's an English teacher at Reedsville High School, is here tonight. And I have her son as a beginning teacher, too. Yay! <laughs> Ms. Lisa No, also from Central Elementary School. We're celebrating her tonight. Ms. Melissa Pugh, who's the band teacher at Holmes Middle School, has reviewed. What did you do to that girl? Good to see you. Ms. Jennifer Rash, who's the instructional coach at Rockland County High School. three are not here, but we'd like to celebrate them. We have uh, Dana Tucker, who's an EC teacher at Stoneville Elementary, and I think Ms. Ortiz is here to take hers tonight. Thank you. I'll give her a round of applause. 
on this Tucker. She's the one that has worked so hard in Stoneville to get the all-inclusive playground. And I think they finally sure. met their goal, if I understand. Yes, so that's happening. Um, Mr. Brian Vincent at Huntsville Elementary School is not here, but um, Mr. Ziegler is going to represent him. <laughs> Last but not least, we just got our picture today. Miss Angela Wilson at Rockingham County High School, English teacher. Um, Mr. Brian's going to represent him. I'd like to say congratulations to all of these National Board Certified Teachers. Very, very proud of them and very honored to be able to work with them. Dr. Stover, you'll stay up here for the recognition of schools for academic growth. Yes, ma'am. Um, so we're going to recognize the state has provided uh, certificates in recognition for those schools that met their expected growth scores and schools that exceeded their expected growth scores, as well as graduation rate. We have one school that um, is being honored for the graduation rate of 98.7%. And while, um, you know, the scores are not the measure. It is one measure, and it's an important measure. And I think the most important is taking the, our students where they are and moving them forward. And so I want to congratulate the schools, the staff, and the students for all their hard work um, in, in uh, achieving this recognition. It's something I know as a principal that I always really mm -hmm. cared about, and, and, and not so much the actual number, but the growth was the mm -hmm. thing that I really uh, valued. So uh, we want to um, introduce first, I'm asking Dr. Perkins is going to come up and uh, introduce the uh, principals for the schools that had expected growth and ex exceeding growth as well as graduation. Thank you. All right. Uh, good evening, everyone. Uh, first, we'll recognize our schools that, that met academic growth. Uh, first is Douglas Elementary and interim principal Dennis Pascals here. <laughs> Next is John W. Dillard Academy, and representing Dillard Academy is Dr. Stargill, principal. Next, uh, we have Leaksville Spray Elementary, and Principal Scales is here. School is South End Elementary, and representing South End is Principal Tamika Goods. And then the uh, last school that met academic growth is Stoneville Elementary, and representing Stoneville is Miss Allison Hadcat Ford Ortiz. Principal Pruitt is at her daughter's basketball game tonight. Rocking them is playing Reedsville. Oh. And if we can gather around, we'll get a, a picture of the group. Right. These next schools uh, exceeded academic growth this year, and we're excited to recognize them. The first one is Huntsville Elementary, and Principal Nathan Ziegler is here. The next school is Lincoln Elementary, and Principal Karen Cook is here.
Then the next school is Rockingham County Early College High School. It's Principal Carter here. Mm -hmm. And then Rockingham County High School, Principal Russell Vernon's here. Next is Rockingham County Middle School and Principal Mariah Dollar. And then we have Wentworth Elementary and Principal Dr. Jennifer Harden is here. And last but not least, the Western Rockingham Middle School and Principal Stephanie Ray. And then the last recognition is we're recognizing the school that had an outstanding graduation <laughs> achievement rate of 98.4%, and that's Rockingham Early College High School. Okay, the next recognition is of Reesville High School 2023 2A Football Championship. Dr. Stover. Okay, I'm going to be very brief. Uh, Marv Levy, who is the former uh, coach of the Buffalo Bills, had a great quote. It says, football doesn't build character, it reveals character. Um, and I think the character of the Reesville High School team uh, was, uh, was evident. First of all, you had Coach Teague, who literally replaced someone who he frequently <laughs> interacts with, has the pressure in the field is named after him um, in his first year. You had um, our, our student athletes, especially our seniors, have gone through a tough time with COVID and interrupted education. Um, and, you know, during the season, I actually was at the Eastern Alamance game where I, think, I don't know if Coach Teague would probably say that was their worst game. Um, and... Um, it's the one, the one game they lost, let's just say that. Uh, and, you know, I don't think they played as well or up to their potential. But what I was most impressed with is when the stakes were the highest, they played the best. Uh, the, the final score was not indicative of what actually happened on the field in the championship game. And, and then also in the, um, you know, the, I think they got the monkey off their back with uh, Shelby as well. Um, and so uh, we have Coach Teague up here, if I'm going to ask say, uh, come up and we have a certificate and do you want to recognize anyone or have your family come, come on? <laughs> do you want to say something? <laughs> so we had a, we had a big uh, basketball game hosted at Riesel tonight. Uh, so we got a couple people that can make it. Of course, my, my family, our principal, Ms. Erica Blackwell. We got one of our players um, up here, knows our right tackle, uh, big down the stretch for us. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, with, I'm, being my first year, I was extremely blessed to be the coach of this team. I was very proud of how they grew throughout the season. And we talk a lot about championships throughout the season, not just the championships that we hope to win on the field, but what it means, the characteristics of a champion, and uh, that we hope that they're champions in the classroom and in the community as well. And we've just grateful for the support that we've received from our uh, community. Uh, we had you know, several uh, elementary schools that we went and visited, Moss Street, uh, South End, Monroe, and down the road that uh, we were just, uh, they sent posters to our school. They were, you know, giving us high fives when we were on the field. And then, so our football team is a big point of pride for our community. And then as we went to the playoffs and went on our state championship run, we felt that from our 
from our county as well. So we're just uh, extremely grateful. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Now, we do not have any board comments tonight, uh, or public comments, I'm sorry. Uh, board comments. Anybody have a board comment they'd like to make, or do you want me to make? I got a couple of things. Okay. I'll be very quick. Um, Ms. Martin spoke on it, but um, I got out to Stoneville Elementary and saw the um, playground. And I really like the theme. It's a firefighter theme playground. Uh -huh. And I think they started construction December 20th or 22nd. Right. And it will be ready by the middle to end of January. <coughs> so it's, um, it's going to have a wheelchair swing on it. Um, it's inclusive. And I, I'm really glad to see that's coming together. I'm glad how the community jumped in. And Ms. Pruitt talked about how the community got in there and did all the grading and got all the landscaping done that saved a lot of money. Um, I will say I think it's ridiculous how much playgrounds are. Um, it's absolutely ridiculous how much you're having to pay for that playground, but I'm glad to see it is going in. And um, Williamsburg Elementary has their outside classroom ready, and I can't wait to get out there and see that in, um, in place. And um, I'm going to speak on Mr. Turner from Rockingham County High School. I had the privilege of going and sitting in and listening to him teach today. And um, it's one of those things you wish you were taking notes. He was talking on the 80s and the 90s, and um, I'm, I'm with you. I, I can relate to, uh, I remember the 80s. So enjoy that, and I appreciate him allowing me to um, come in and be a part of that. So uh, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Butler. Ms. Registrar? Oh, well, I just want to say Happy New Year to everybody. Congratulations to all the recognitions that we had tonight. It was great. Um, I'm just, just be safe this year and have a happy one. Mr. White? Just looking forward to a, a really good 2024. Uh, a lot of things in, in our world today are out of kilter, hopefully, uh, Peace will prevail eventually, and we'll finally get back to normal. Anybody else? It's just always good to have this many principals in our audience. Thank you all for being here. Thank you for what you do for our schools, and congratulations to all of our schools who are listed here. And um, just thank you to all of our principals, whether you were recognized tonight or not. We know that everybody's working hard, and um, we just we appreciate you. Um, so, that's it. Mr. Huss? Mm -hmm. I would like to thank all of you for being here tonight <coughs> and say congratulations to the National Board Certified Re-Upping Your License. That's a, a National Certified Teachers hold one of the highest uh, uh, degrees, I guess you would call it. Uh, it's very special in the teaching world. Also, I'd like to say congratulations to the schools. That is a great honor, a great honor. That means not only has the principal worked hard, but the students and teachers have worked very hard. So thank you all for what you do. I've been there and done it, both in the classroom and as a principal, and it is a hard job. And I just want you to know I appreciate, and this whole board appreciates what you do for our students. So now, uh, let's see what I go to now. Uh, I need a motion to for consent for the consent agenda. I'll make a motion that we approve the consent agenda. I'll second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Okay. Now we move to 
action items. Uh, we have moved uh, 7.1 to for the approval of the ELA adoption until our board uh, our next work session at the board our board session on January the 12th is that right 22nd 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 I'm sorry and then uh, now is Dr. yeah Dr. Perkins with the first reading of the calendars Thank you, Dr. Perkins. Madam Chair, board members, uh, Happy New Year to all of you, Dr. Stover. Um, come to you tonight with the uh, first reading of the 24-25 traditional calendar. Um, and um, you can um, preview the calendar here. We will have um, a survey that goes out tomorrow to collect feedback on the survey. And we'll share that with you at the next meeting. Um, as well. The calendar law, there's there's a second attachment as well that, that kind of details the calendar laws. So just remember, we have to start school uh, the Monday closest to August 26th and then end school the Friday closest to June 10th. Uh, and then um, as you look throughout the calendar, um, we um, have spring break uh, in April, April 14th uh, through the 18th. Um, annual leave days and then the 21st is a holiday. That spring break does match up with Guilford County and Winston-Salem Forsyth. Um, Winston-Salem Forsyth has three proposed calendars that they're considering, three versions. The first two have just minor changes. The third one is an early start calendar and if that early start calendar is approved, their spring break is early in March. Um, but that's what's posted on their website. Uh, Stokes County did not have their calendar posted, although they were approving, or I guess first reading today, but it, the link was not working um, today. I checked again, so I'm not, I'm not sure what their calendar is, but I did check with Guilford County and Winston-Salem. Um, a couple other things to, to point out. We do have, again, the kindergarten-only workday uh, in August, and that helps our kindergarten teachers reorganize classes. Um, our letters training has ended, so we have spread out some of the work days throughout the, uh, the calendar year a little, a little more. Um, and um, we did also continue that tradition of the annual leave on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Um, but be glad to answer any questions that you have. This, this is a 175-day calendar, um, which um, we, meet, we meet the hours requirement, not the days. So um, we meet the 1,025 hours. Um, we also, the committee, the calendar committee, Dr. Sturver pulled together and this round right before we got out for the winter break. And um, we recommended putting in uh, an asterisk that would, would allow us to add a remote learning day for the high school ACT already in this calendar so we wouldn't have to come back to you all later on for but those are just some of the, the highlights. Um, be glad to answer any questions that you may have. I have a quick question. Go ahead. Dr. Perkins, so I'm curious about the early start date that um, Forsyth County is doing. Um, can you talk a little bit about that, how they're able to do that? And <coughs> <laughs> they're, t they're not able to do that by statute. Um, a lot of districts uh -huh. are just doing it. What success rate are they having in doing that? That's so they, far, it's 100 percent. Yeah, they're just collecting feedback on three versions of the calendar for next year. But but there are districts that are doing it, and so far, I haven't heard of any repercussions. And how early are they starting? It was early August. And are they able to get their whole first semester in prior to the winter break? Yes. I think that was the goal. Yes. I think the main goal. driver is to align with the community college calendar. That's what most districts are doing that I know of. Mm -hmm. And also to try to get the exams in before um, we go out for winter break. For That's Christmas a good goal. Break. I'd like to see this board yeah. do the same. Or look at doing the same anyway. Ms. McMichael. I agree. That is a good goal. It makes sense because I feel like our kids are held hostage that whole month of August. I mean, you know, they're not in school, but they have athletics. So anyway, I won't get off on that. Um, I have a question, Dr. Perkins. Um, on November, we have 
I'm sorry, I can't remember what that. We have an optional teacher work day on the 5th. Is that because it's election day? Yes. Okay, I just wanted to know if we could move it to the 8th so that they had a longer weekend. Yeah, that's the election day. Okay, so no flexibility in that. Okay. And we have, what, five schools? Will those five schools be remote? The five elementary schools that have we voting have sites? We have four schools that are okay. um, election sites. Um, and they <coughs> will not, we won't need to have a, a remote day for this calendar because we have a work day. Yeah. Um, we do have identified in the present calendar for this 23-24 uh, designated potential remote days if there needs to be runoff elections um, for this during the spring. So we do have that in our current calendar. And then would you highlight spring break one more time just so that the parents and yes. um, teachers so spring listening. break would begin with an early release day on April 11th and then five annual leave days uh, April 14th through the 18th and then recognizing the Easter Monday holiday on the 21st. And then again, that does align with um, Guilford County and Winston-Salem's other two non-early start calendars. Yeah. Legal calendar. Legal interesting yeah. to see. And I would like to say I really appreciate Ms. June Neely. Ms. Neely had a, a funeral she was going to tonight, a visitation. But she really leads this process and does an outstanding job of, of, of putting this together. This is mm -hmm. a very tedious. You can see on the calendar, if you look in, like if you look on April up there, you see 16 and 22. Those are like the number of student days and the, and the faculty days, teacher days. Um, and you have to count all of these and make sure they, they add up and match up and June does an outstanding job of, uh, of doing that. So I did want to recognize her. Madam Chair, can I comment one more time? I agree, Dr. Perkins. I um, sat in when this when she originally um, created this calendar, and I just want to say that um, I remember going back and she um, added that early release to May the 23rd, and um, I just want to highlight that too. I appreciate that that's going to get to be a little bit longer weekend. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people show up for that meeting, and we appreciate it. And, and there was good discussion about Again, we traditionally you have an early release in December before the winter break, but we also added one uh, before Memorial Day also that Friday. And uh, so just some things to try to help, you know, our teachers and, and everyone else. Uh, lots of those, those are around holidays and people take extended breaks, and I think that uh, um, was a suggestion of the committee as well. Dr. Perkins, when will early college calendar come out? Yeah, so we will have, Miss um, Carter has done a great job. She has already got the draft. We just need to clean up a couple of things in there. We can bring that back to you if you at the work session if you want it, if you want us to wait. Now, y'all don't typically actually like to vote, but we can do it. We can have it ready for you um, at the work session if you'd like. And the Dillard Academy, Principal Norton and Miss Neely have been working on that, and I feel like we can get that done as well. So you'd like to see that at the work session? That would be nice. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Perkins. Okay. Now go to action. Reports. Uh huh. Reports. Okay. Uh, the next is reports. Uh, the superintendent's report, Dr. Stover. I'm falling on the job. Good evening again. If uh, once we pull it up, if you can skip uh, skip on to just to <coughs> this slide one? two. This one. So as you know, in our December board meeting, we approved a very significant amount of funding for uh, construction projects uh, that include uh, what we call pay-as-you-go projects, um, as well as some bond debt finance projects. And we had a great presentation. Um, I'm pleased to say, and Mr. Rakestraw was there as well, um, that uh, our county commissioners approved um, all the projects that you guys approved. So we are, uh, we're getting ready to embark on a lot of uh, of, of roof upgrades, air conditioning, some other things, and we're very excited about that. Um, 
atypically, I didn't really say a lot on this meeting. Um, and when I got up there, I really just wanted to thank the commissioners, uh, the board facilities committee, the town, um, uh, the staff at um, the county commissioner, as well as Lee Cockrum. The one person I did not thank, whom I should have thanked, so I wanted to remedy that now, is Ms. Ursel Young, um, who has done just a great job of um, leading this whole process. It's very difficult. Uh, we have a prioritization plan. We have, uh, we're, we're moving forward throughout um, years. It was funny, my son came over from, um, uh, for, to our house for winter break, and he now works for a government, and he asked me about our debt finance, uh, what our rating was, and, and was because apparently that's one of his portfolios now, and of course he knows everything. Um, <laughs> and he was asking, well, do you have a, a, a four-year plan? I'm like, oh, we got better than that. <laughs> so um, thank you, Ms. Young, for everything. We appreciate you. Uh, so today, move on to next, is our, our blueprint our RCS Connected update, we can get a slide four. I'm gonna focus on two areas. Uh, one is the pathways, and that's the pa creating pathways for our, our students to uh, success. And I came across this uh, phrase that I really like. Um, uh, you know, It used to be we wanna make our kids college ready or we wanna make our kids career ready. I think we wanna make our kids choice ready. Meaning that they have all the tools needed to make the choices that make most sense for them in their situation. Mm -hmm. So if that means college, that's great. If it means career, they're ready. If it means military, they're ready. And frankly, as I think many board members know, the difference between being college ready and career ready is microscopic, if at all. There is no difference. And so I really like that language. Um, so we're going to talk about that. And uh, if we move on to the next slide, there's four points I want to talk about is first of all in our ongoing effort to understand what um, the teachers, what's going to make their job easier and make teaching in Rockingham County better for our staff members, we've been talking to them. I went around and spoke to all the uh, staff and we had a six question survey that I shared with you. Um, and when Mr. Uh, Richardson and I were analyzing it, we said there's probably some information we need. And so um, as on last Tuesday, we sent out a 10-question, really short questionnaire that will give us some extra um, information. Um, and on Wednesday, we had already gotten 160 responses. Uh, where are we now? Do you know? Um, and I'll send a reminder email out this week. So if anybody's listening, teachers, and you haven't filled out the survey, please do so. <laughs> After the first day, we were right at about 170. So that's great. That's a great response rate. It was easy, and um, we're working with EAB, and they actually have given us a tool that will allow us to put the responses into a spreadsheet that will help us with analysis. And on the next slide is for your information. Uh, we're going to then take it, work with our leadership team, work with our principals, and as well as some teachers, and start analyzing it and come up with the ideas to come up with one or two things that we can investigate that will make a difference. We're going to try it out. If it doesn't work, we'll try plan B, plan C, whatever. But we are committed to this. We're committed to transparency. We will bring you the results, and we'll make those results public for everyone once we have them. Okay? So that was the first item. Um, and in the second bullet as well. I'm now pleased to officially announce, um, and I think a representative from the North Carolina Teaching Fellows Program will want to come and do a public recognition for us as well, but we, we are one of the districts that has been selected to be a pilot for our Grow Your Own program uh, through the North Carolina Teaching Fellows Program. And what this allows us to do is, right now, the way the Teaching Fellows Program works is that uh, students can apply and uh, limited areas. Uh, elementary education is one that they just added, but it was basically STEM careers and EC, um, and also at certain schools. This program will allow us to uh, provide scholarship to our students for different um, and areas of need for us, um, and this could also include students, but it could, um, once we develop our plan, include teacher assistants trying to get um, um, their certification 
or even uh, lateral entry folks who are in a, a program. We want to try to concentrate as much as we can on creating this as a pathway for our students. You know, we started our Rocket Top Teaching Fellows program mm -hmm. this past year, and this will allow them to continue to pursue a university degree. They'll do their first two years with uh, uh, Rockingham Community College, and then they'll be able to transfer and they'll get a scholarship. And the uh, scholarship is just like the Teaching Fellows. So for every year, you commit to teaching in our county for a year. For every year of the scholarship. So if you if you take it for three years, you commit the three years, four years, four years, etc. Okay, um, and and so the other great thing about this is if a student qualifies uh, for one of the uh, paths that uh, the teaching fellows have, let's say elementary education, and they go to one of the schools, then that won't count against our scholarship money that they're going to provide for us. Right. Um, so it gives us lots of flexibility and will really, I think it's so important for us to grow our own uh, because our students know our students best and, and um, I'm excited about this prospect and we'll give you more and more information as we get on, but we're able to do it and, and it's at least four years. May I ask a question? Yeah. And yeah. Is, is our students going to be eligible this year? For that? Yes. It, so it will start this year? Yes. Okay. All right. I just wanted to be. Yes. Uh, they've taken a little bit of time, more than we would like to, um, on getting this. But um, we, I have a call next week, I believe it is, uh, where we have all the details and we'll have to get out a plan. It's one of the easiest plans we'll ever have to submit for a money of this amount that we're getting. So we're very appreciative of the teaching fellows, and we think this is a great example of a win-win for everybody. Uh, because they have a sc a availability to give up to 500 scholarships a year, and I think last year they only had about 120. Mm. So this this is really a symbiotic relationship, and we're excited. They're prioritizing low wealth counties, border counties, and counties that um, are near um, bigger districts where they can pay more. And of course, we ticked all three boxes yeah. um, in those. Um, and um, finally, um, we are holding staff meetings, meetings for our staff who are interested in pursuing the advanced teaching roles that we're going to start in the Reesville, that we're going to pilot in the Reesville uh, zone next year uh, for math. And I just want to assure everyone that this is not, there is no, we've talked about it, we're not replacing instructional coaches. This is to really solve a couple of problems. To find a pathway to allow our best teachers, some of the teachers we honored in fact today, to, to we can compete on salary because they get a stipend uh, for working in one of the advanced teaching roles. But more importantly, we have an increasing number, percentage of brand new teachers, and this allows them to do focused coaching with those teachers. So the idea is they'll teach some, but they will also, they'll spend a lot of their time um, working with our newest teachers, helping bring them into it. Um, this is strictly a non-administrative role. They will only be doing coaching. Um, we're going to try to put as many barriers as we can to ensure that that, that coaching uh, relationship is clean and trusting because you know if you don't trust the person who's giving you advice, you're really not going to listen to them. Mm -hmm. and, and so we want to, to do all that we can. There is uh, there'll be four information um, sessions, uh, two virtual and two in person. And then lastly, our durable skill for this month is adaptability. And uh, we uh, thought that January is a great uh, month to uh, show adaptability. It's a month of change and, and, and looking at where you are versus where you want to be and making those necessary changes. And you can see from the portrait of a graduate website uh, the five bullet points that they're highlighting. Um, and then I went on to the, uh, they have some supporting documents and I put those in the comments, but um, the, the, what we're looking for in, in high school for our high schoolers is that they can use a, a lot of strategies to problem solve, that they understand how to interpret and get feedback, and that they um, can understand, listen, respect, and value different perspectives. Doesn't mean you have to follow them, but you have to listen. And I think um, Mr. Wyatt talked about that a little bit in his comments. Um, our board comments, we have to talk with one another and listen to one another. We don't have to agree, but we have to respect one another. And I think that's the, um, that, that's the impetus on this. Yeah. So that is my report. I'm happy to take any questions about this or anything else. Can I ask 
Mm -hmm. I thought, can I just ask a quick question about the advanced teaching roles? Yes, so, and you may have said it, Dr. Stover, and I just missed it. Where is the funding coming from for those stipends? Uh, so the funding, we're part of a grant. The, the, the planning and the administration okay. of it is part of a grant. Um, we're in with four other districts. This is the innovative part of it is there's the ability, if we see like a, uh, we have an area where we don't have anyone in district, we could actually do virtual from another district or vice versa, right? Okay. Um, but the state legislature has actually set aside uh, money in the recent budget for advanced teaching roles. And um, we would qualify for that. We've checked on that. And so that's where it would be coming from the state. Uh, there is, again, uh, apparently everything's happening in the next couple of weeks. But mm -hmm. I believe around the 24th there is a call. The state's going to um, um, have a call for all the districts that are involved on how to access that money. Um, and we had to, within this consortium, agree on um, what is the stipend amount, so it's a consistent stipend amount, um, and that will be all be gone over in the information session. I think the biggest thing I wanted to emphasize is that our instructional coaches are extremely valuable to us. Mm -hmm. They fill so many roles, uh, so we are not replacing them, though some of them may be excellent candidates uh, for this. Yeah. We're trying it out to see if it works, and our hope is <laughs> we, if, if, if it meets what we hope it will or think it will, then we'll, we'll start trying to expand this. But I think it's better to start smaller and then expand out. And then I have one more question about the um, Teaching Fellows, that project. That's very exciting. I was really tickled yeah. to hear that. I know you've been working hard on that. Um, I guess my question is, like you said, that there were 100 applications. They could have had a lot more. They had the, the funds for a lot more. So what, are, what is the Teaching Fellows program doing to help with recruitment? They're, they're trying a lot, but this is one of their big efforts. Okay. It's actually working because in order to keep this, we have to show, we have, I think we have to have at least five folks apply from our county. Now, they don't actually have to be all Rockingham County school students. Like, for instance, if, if a student that goes to Bethany Charter applies, they count for that. We just have to um, have at least five I believe it's five to seven that actually apply. We would like to do more, and we had talked about trying to find funding for this. You know, Edgecombe County does a great job of, of getting private funding, okay. and I'm hoping that if this works, then that'll be a catalyst to see if we can maybe even expand it and talk to some others about um, providing more of these, these scholarships. This, this really can help us show that the, a proof point and maybe expand if it's working, because as uh, Mr. Richardson can tell you, we definitely could use lots of staff members. Yeah. Um, and, and so we'll see how it goes. Okay, great. Can I ask a couple of questions? Mm -hmm. So for the teaching fellows, um, <clears throat> if we have students that, because we also have some students who, I mean, we have students who are graduating, going to college. They are, they are, they are play, they're going to college, as they're landing there as juniors, right? Yeah. So, how will that play for those for those students? The same way, it's it's that that's why I emphasize the point that the number of years we pay for is the number of years they commit to teaching in our county. Okay. So if they only go a year, for instance, then they're committing for a year. If they if they if if it's two years, then they're committing to teach here for two years. Okay. And, and, and to your point, we recognize that and we want to expand our partnership with um, RCC to have them, you know, to help facilitate um, and make it even more affordable. What this will also do is help increase the number of, of students that we can get in this program if there are kids that are just one or two years and we have them go through RCC first. So is there anything happening at DPI to help process some of that? I mean, because if we're going to start turning out kids through teaching fellows to be coming to you know to, to come to work for school districts, what's happening with? I mean, do you have any idea if there's anything going on there to help them process some of that paperwork quicker? Well, it's interesting. I mean, you should ask that. That's quite a, yes, uh -huh. quite a hiccup. The, it, it is. It's a backup. Over the break, um, I was catching up on emails um, and some of the and one that I read from DPI is they're trying to re-envision the support process for licensure and they have a new process where we can choose like a couple of people that will have been held up. Um, I, is there a number, Mr. Richardson, that they've given us? It's based on the size of the district, so we're able to submit up to five names as like a priority list if everything's been submitted but it's still in the process of being processed on the state end. We can submit up to five names per 
It's kind of an expedited that we have a need to, to get um, through or to get that clarification. You know, we have a number, and it's a financial issue for us as well, because we have a number of salary exceptions just because the license hasn't cleared or it hasn't transferred over yet. Um, once it does, as long as it happens this year, it won't affect us. Um, but it, it's, it's very much that backlog has... Um, it's quite a bottleneck. And, I mean, mm -hmm. it was even myself for my license. If anybody's wondering, it took almost six months for my license. So it's, it's not who you are either. Um, right. It's just everyone. And will every county have that yes. ability uh, yeah, to they're expedite moving towards five of From the memo, and again, they're going to have a call about this next week or so. Um, it seemed like that's a recurring theme, I'm, I'm telling all of you, from DPI. But I think they're moving to a, a more of a regional model, too, so that they'll, you'll, uh, uh, our HR, great HR team will have someone that they can go to to, to problem solve, okay. which I think is a good change. Mm -hmm. It's better, um, the best change would be that there's not the, the wait time, but at least there's an attempt to rectify the situation and real, a realization that it is an issue. Anybody else? Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Thank you. Dr. Stover. Okay. <clears throat> this is you? Huh? Brandon. Brandon. Mr. McPherson, we need you to read uh, the policy for us to go into closed session. No, I got you. Oh, you're going to do you. it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <clears throat> you're good. <laughs> Madam Chair, I'll, make a, I'll move the board go into closed session to discuss confidential personal information pursuant to General Statute 143-318.11A1 and 6, and to consult with our attorney to protect the attorney-client privilege pursuant to General Statute 143-318.11A3. I'll second. All those in favor, say aye. Aye. All those opposed? Okay, we'll go into closed session and take a 10-minute break. <clears throat> 